0: All right. we, we should probably stick something in to be like, "Hey, go support, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff."
1: Um, what I'd posted, I think, is a really cool way of like, specifically, like George Floyd's family is what I would found like, because what I was thinking, especially, is that it must like suck to have like you're mourning a loved one and then it's just like everywhere. Um, so the, a band that I really like beach bunny, um, they made a song called George Floyd and you can buy the song and then all the proceeds go to his family and it's on band camp.
0: So, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say look into, um, like, uh, legislation changes and stuff being proposed by groups like movement for black lives and stuff and see what you can do there. But, okay. Yep. Okay, cool. I'll probably stick that at the beginning, but,
2: All right.
1: books again which it's been a while since I've been like had time to devote to that so I started this monstrosity it's huge it's my dad's favorite book he was like oh you should read it I'm like I've got time it's a western so I'm not sure I do like westerns but I've never read a western I've only watched them
0: I've read one western but it was very short and it was it was meant for kids so
1: yeah, this is this is different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I say kids. It was a young adult novel, but it was a GA Hunty book. Oh, uh,
1: this one, like the first chapter, that dinner, and the, he's talking about how he had to leave a town because the whores wouldn't leave him alone.
0: <laughs> I I mean, like, okay. I mean, the main character g- killed his uh, father, but you know.
1: My book's edgier than yours, John.
0: (laughs) Mine was ever so slightly racist. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, this one was giving off a little bit of those vibes, too. Where the main character. But I mean, like, it's weird because I'm like, oh, this is how they were back then, but, like, should the character in the book be this way, too? I know it's accurate, but, like, he's also the guy we're rooting for.
0: Right, yeah it doesn't doesn't feel good rooting for him even though it's accurate should we start <laughs> yeah let's start do you want to introduce it this time
1: um no you can you can introduce it okay i feel like we have a we have a system in place
0: all right that's good hello everybody welcome back to this is a terrible place uh, no. to live um <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm one of your hosts john Barr. uh
1: you're going to alienate all of our Irish listeners that we got last week.
0: Because I'm last, speaking no, a, a terrible accent?
1: Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, this is a dumb American podcast.
0: I mean, it is, though.
1: Well, I mean, like, we, ch- we sound pretentious in general, though. They're like, oh, these are the smart, snobby Americans. But if we, we start off with the redneck voices, they're going to be, okay, we can't. This F- isn't for
0: Fine, okay, all right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to This uh, is a Terrible Place to Live. I'm your host, John Bauer, uh, with my co-host, David. Say hi.
1: If I have to. Hi.
0: Yes, you have to. And I'm going to speak like this for the rest of the time. Okay, go I'm on. not going to
1: talk as long as you do this accent. <laughs> you can just do... I don't even know. Was that supposed to be like New Zealand?
0: Oh, I don't I don't know. It was originally British and then it morphed into New Zealand and then it was just me being terrible.
1: <laughs> well, I mean it was all over the place, but
0: Yeah, it was it was bad. It yeah. It,
1: which is worse because see we realized recently that we have such an international fan base, so then people from all over the world could be like, You was trying to imitate my accent and I hated it.
0: Whereas all of
1: our fans in South Africa, <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, that was a bad South African accent.
0: I don't think, I don't think, I don't remember seeing any South African listens.
1: All our friends in, uh, all the listeners up in Canada, they're going to be like, thank you. And like, that was a
0: cheap joke. It was a bad thank joke. Thank you for not laughing. It was a very bad joke. It was not funny. It um, wasn't it would have been a little bit funnier to me personally, if you said all of the people in Canada would apologize for being offended, but you know, yeah.
1: I feel like the joke there would have been more like, thank you for acknowledging us. People just forget about them. Who? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I thought you were talking about someone, but then I couldn't remember.
1: Now the conversation moved on. Whoever it was, it couldn't have been important. What have you been up to?
0: I watched a lot of movies this week. Oh, same. I think like four. Four is a lot for oh. me at the moment.
1: No, <laughs> I've been watching like two a day.
0: Oh uh, no! And so did I. I watched three in one day, but I didn't start until yesterday. So.
1: Well, you said this week.
0: Well, that uh, is this week,
1: no, but I but it when you say that, it implies that it's been going on the entire week.
0: I don't know it still it feels like it feels like this week has ended and restarted already, so I don't know.
1: it's Thursday, John. I don't know what you're talking about. It is neither ended or started at this point in the week. <laughs> We're firmly in the middle.
0: I went into the office for the first time in over three months. So, and I did that on Wednesday. No, I did that yesterday. Wait, yesterday was Wednesday.
1: It was, I
0: was thinking today was Friday. I did that yesterday.
1: (laughs) Yesterday. I thought was Thursday while the day was going on. And then someone was like, uh, tomorrow I've got this. And I'm like, but that happens on Thursdays. And they're like, yeah,
0: (laughs) See, on on Tuesday I thought it was Friday. And then on Wednesday I thought it was Thursday. And then all day today I've been thinking it was Friday again. So
1: And I I've had the numerical dates all messed up too, and it doesn't correspond with the days of the week that I think it is. Like it was a mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You said you watched a lot of movies, though, like Mm -hmm. two a day, so like 14 movies in a week, which seems extreme. (laughs) I I am never going to catch up with what the world thinks I should have seen. Like, literally everyone's like, have you seen this? And it's a different movie, and sometimes I've never even heard of it. I will never be caught up enough to be a real film buff, ever.
1: I think... Well, if I tried, like, if I only watched like classic movies, then I could get there. But like, there are so many more movies that I find like interesting, um, like that are more recent. You know, like I'm just like, oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I could watch Jaws, or I could watch this new movie by an up and coming director who's about to have a promising career. I'll watch <laughs> this one, right. not Steven Spielberg, like in the <laughs> '80s. Was yeah. it the eight? Jaws came
0: out? Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't remember. Uh Jaws. I feel like seventy
1: five I feel like a lot of people would be offended by that opinion. They're like, Oh no, you've gotta pay respect to the classics.
0: But like uh, I mean I have respect for the classics. Yeah. But like, you know, I've seen some of them and um I don't know why some of them are classics. Like maybe there were reasons for it but some of them they just don't they don't they don't hold up
1: i am planning on watching a lot more like old movies soon because hbo max has like um like a classics selection um they've got lots of good old movies on there like charlie chaplin and like um
0: i love charlie uh, chaplin
1: an american in paris a streetcar named desire um yeah yeah american werewolf in london like a bunch of those so
0: I think the biggest hurdle for me is having to rent movies. Yeah. I've just, I've, my parents never rented movies when I was growing up. So that just wasn't like normal for me.
1: Yeah. We just have the same VHS that we'd watch over and over. Yeah.
0: Again.
1: Until I knew every line to Charlie <laughs> and the, I mean, really in the chocolate factory.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Not Charlie and the chocolate factory. That movie is gross.
0: Like we, we, we sometimes bought new movies but most often, we just got them from the library, which meant we watched the same movies over and over again.
1: Yeah. We got Water Horse like five times, even though Water Horse isn't that good.
0: Oh, Water Horse is a boring movie. Although, if I was a kid, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But, like, I kind of think I would have been bored more. Like, that movie's mostly <laughs> adults talking.
1: It was really strange. Because at the time that I like initially watched it, I didn't have like a super firm grasp on like the Loch Ness monster. So I was just like, Okay, this is just like a weird animal. Like what's
2: What's, what's so happening? interesting about
0: this, yeah. <laughs> also
2: I
1: didn't realize why he was hiding it. I was like Alright, why is it in your bathtub? Like <laughs> tell someone
0: see that movie i didn't see that movie until i was older so i saw that movie when i was 19 mm-hmm. and i'm i'm gonna be 22 this year so that wasn't that long ago why well,
1: you're old john
0: i'm gonna pretend you didn't say that because it's weird um uh, old man oh no i was gonna say is That movie is kind of just like a children's version of uh, Pan's Labyrinth. But instead Uh, of having like an actual like message and like deep philosophical and theological viewpoints of Franconian uh, Spain, it's just, it's just some kid and, and the Loch Ness monster. And it's like, what, what (laughs) is why I don't understand
1: Okay. So, while we were talking about that, I pulled up the movies that I've watched since the beginning of this month. So, on the first, I watched Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Then on the second, I watched Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, both parts. Then on the fourth, I watched The Great Muppet Caper. Then I watched, uh, on the fifth, I watched Toy Story 4 and Hannah Gadsby, Nanette, the comedy special. Mm -hmm. On the 6th, I watched Thoroughbreds. 7th, I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. On the 8th, I watched three movies, Onward, Avengers Endgame, and Free Solo. On the 9th, I watched Jarhead and uh, Bad Education. And then today... Well, I watched one of these last night, actually. But it was like after midnight that I logged it, so it says they're both today. I watched Laggies yesterday and A Serious Man today. So that's a lot of movies this month.
2: Hmm.
1: That wasn't particularly interesting. I shouldn't have listed them all. I should have just come up with a number and then said that.
0: I mean, that's fine. I was just looking at what I've seen this this month and it's, it's four films.
2: You're
1: you're a slacker, John.
0: I'm working all day. I I am not watching movies.
1: I have nothing to do. It's okay.
0: I did uh, I did see yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I watched uh The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and was rather disappointed with it.
1: It's and, just so really then, fun.
0: and then I was like I just I need to watch another movie. So then I watched Enemy, and I was like, oh, that was really good. And then I was like, it's like midnight. I should go to bed. And then I was like, this this new Vast of Night movie looks great. And so then I watched that at like 2 a.m.
1: <laughs> well, so I haven't seen Vast of Night, but I want to. But the other two, the Autobuster Scruggs, I thought was really good. There were some that were like a bit slow. Like the one with the, the minor. I was like, I don't really care about this guy that much. Although it looked really cool. That, was really, yeah, like, that, one, that, that
0: one that was one was the one where I was the most like, oh, this is gonna go somewhere. But then I felt like it just kind of didn't.
1: Um but the ones that I really did like were the the titular one with him singing as he flies up to heaven. Yeah. Um the one with the guy who's being hung on the horse. Being hanged, not hung. That's the proper use. I've
0: <laughs> yeah, told.
1: yeah. Um, I liked that one. And the last one was good too.
0: I thought the last one was the most interesting, but I felt like it could have been done a lot better if they had given themselves more time or less time. Like, it felt like they gave themselves a very awkward amount of time for it.
1: I think it... I was actually happy with the amount of time because at the moment where I was like, okay, this is getting to be just like a little, it's gone on like a little bit too long. It's right when it stopped. So I was like, okay, good.
0: I just, I don't know. I had figured out exactly who like the characters were and I was like, oh, okay, I think this is what's going on. These characters represent this. And then it just outright said it. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Well, and then it just kept going and going, and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay."
1: What I appreciated about that one is that throughout, like the other ones, you don't really get as much of like the, the classic Coen Brothers obnoxious person dialogue.
0: Ah, uh, yes, the dialogue was fantastic.
1: <laughs> the Coen brothers are so good at writing, just the worst people to be around. Where it's like, oh, this person's the worst, but it's really funny.
0: People are like ferrets.
1: <laughs> I watched A Serious Man today, which that was actually one of my criticisms with that movie. Like, the dialogue seemed like, like they were a little bit off their game compared to their other movies.
0: Did you me. like it?
1: Um, I gave it three stars. I found that...
0: That's acceptable.
1: While I enjoyed it, it didn't have... A lot of purpose.
0: See, I think that is the purpose of that film. That whole movie is like about him trying to figure out what the meaning of life is. And the point of the movie is that there's no meaning and it's just kind of like meaningless. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, I really like that movie a lot. It just kind of is and does and and it doesn't really have a point.
1: I did really like the long meandering story that the rabbi told about the thing inside the teeth. I mean, he's like, so what happened? And he's like, I don't know, who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I really like that movie a lot. But yeah, no, If it was one of those things where it's like, I I can't disagree with you for putting it three stars. If, it's, if you don't enjoy it that much, that's like a fair rating for it. Yeah, I watched The Big Lebowski yesterday too. Okay, so those must have been on Wednesday because I watched The Big Lebowski yesterday, and I, uh, I, I understand why that's like a cult classic.
1: I still need to see it.
0: Oh I my opted gosh! To watch,
1: I okay, so I had a choice like a while back. This was still last month, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna rent one of these two movies. I was like. It'll either be Fargo or The Big Lebowski, and I just did a mini mo.
0: That's fair. So I watched
1: Fargo oh, yeah.
0: I was actually going to watch Fargo, but Fargo is no longer on Netflix, and The Big Lebowski is still on Netflix in Canada. So
1: Fargo, the TV show, I think, was what was on Netflix.
0: The movie and was on Netflix be. in Canada. Oh, I was- yeah. oh in
1: Canada, I
0: but see. it's not anymore. So that. I'm- that was my original plan, and then I just changed it.
1: I don't know if the TV show is good, but I'm I'm going to give it a try because I did enjoy the movie. I know it's not produced. I mean that it's not like directed or anything by the Coen Brothers. They might have produced it actually.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. I think they were producers on it. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it has like a good cast. Like Martin Freeman's in it. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Some other people. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. Steve Buscemi was great in Fargo. I'm. It's weird for me seeing Steve Buscemi and things because I always associate him with Spy Kids too. That's always like the first thing that I think of. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's the scientist who's at the bottom of the volcano who has all the miniature animals.
0: I, I associate him with uh, Randall.
1: Well, see, I don't really as much just because you can't see his weird face when he plays Randall.
0: I'm trying to think. He was in something else that I saw as a kid that that I think of from time to time, but it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything that's like that memorable.
1: But one of my favorite jokes in Fargo, though, was just commenting on how slightly weird Steve Buscemi looks where the police are investigating him. So they're like interviewing these, uh, prostitutes that they had hired along the way. And then one of them says, um, one of them had kind of like a weird looking face and the police says, weird how? And she just says, I don't know, just kind of weird. (laughs) It (laughs) happens like a few times, but he's described that
2: way.
0: (laughs) I love Steve Buscemi, man. Uh, yeah, no, he's in he's in almost all of the Coen Brother movies. Is he? I mean he's in Miller's Crossing and Barton Fink and uh um he's in uh Big Lebowski.
1: I just like all the ones I happen to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he in Lady Killers? I don't I don't know. I haven't seen Lady Killers. I couldn't find it anymore.
1: I'd be interested to watch some of their movies that they did with uh Sam Raimi like they used to collaborate like a lot, which I think is yeah. an interesting pairing.
0: Yeah, yeah. They actually I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how some of the bits in uh Raising Arizona are actually inside jokes with Sam Raimi.
1: I knew that because I saw an interview with Edgar Wright where because edgar wright loves raising arizona so he was like talking about it and he like, talks about the shot where
2: they
0: go they, up the like, ladder
1: all the way up
2: the ladder yeah 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 that's and he the was, like
1: that they were being that they were competing to try yeah. to have the most the extravagant most shot. ridiculous
0: looking shot yeah
1: <laughs> and i think i haven't seen what sam raimi put forward that i imagine it would be hard to top that one shot
0: I don't know what movie he was making at that time. What movie was let's see. Raising Arizona came out in eighty seven. So yeah, like then uh Sam Raimi. What movie did you make around that time? Uh, Evil Dead Two. Wow. So he would have he would have been making it came out in 87, so probably around the same time.
1: That makes sense, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a movie I have not seen. So.
1: The only Sam Raimi movies that I have seen are the Spider-Man, Spider-Man ones, and they're not good, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm looking here. I have not seen a single... Sam Raimi movie.
1: Do you want to talk about uh, Enemy?
0: Yeah, so I loved like that talk? movie.
1: Okay.
0: Go First it, of all, right. did did you like it? I I don't I didn't see your rating.
1: I'm of two minds about that movie. On one hand, I really liked it, and on the other hand, I'm like, man, that movie was a bit pretentious and full of itself.
0: <laughs> I mean, but that's kind of. That's kind of the thing with, with Denis Villanue? Villeneuve, however you say it.
1: Villeneuve,
0: yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of his thing, right? Pretentious and artsy.
1: Well, hang on. This is weird. You've got a bit of a double standard here, John, that I need to point out. As we've talked about this on multiple episodes, Uh, your whole thing with Blade Runner 2049...
0: Is that it sucks. You're like, it's
1: okay now. Also, this is something you've done with the Coen brothers. You're like, that was a meandering movie that didn't really seem to have a point. And then with other ones, you're like, that is the point.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, because with... (laughs) With something like a serious man, that is the point of the movie, but with other movies from them, it doesn't feel like that's the point. It just feels like it's a mistake I don't know. I rate things based on my emotions, David, not logic
1: we We all know that, John,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know i liked I liked enemy that oh. ending
1: was such a just what and then i was like then i just thought about it for a long time and i was like i guess i don't know
0: <laughs> should, we, should we put a spoiler warning here for for yeah we can yeah let's put a little spoiler warning for enemy so if you want to watch enemy which i suggest you do uh go watch it and then come back and listen to our conversation so that you can see how much of an idiot i am um oh my gosh ah uh, I, I will say I am slightly irrationally afraid of spiders. Not like to the point of arachnophobia, but like I don't like them. Uh, and so that was quite unnerving, <laughs> but it was so well done.
1: That was probably the best giant spider that I've seen in a movie. Like even better than like Lord of the Rings or
0: I'm pretty certain or it was it was a real spider
1: they just like made it look really big
0: i i think they just shot it like on a green screen and then composited it huh because in I'm the interested. in the credits for the film there's a, a a credit for a spider handler
1: well they have the spiders in the first scene that are stepped on
0: that's true I guess that could have been the credit, but I, I assumed that they meant like an actual spider handler on set.
1: That moment, though, at the beginning, I was like, "Oh boy, what am I in for?" Whenever they go to a weird club and they're just ladies stepping on spiders, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> well,
0: and then the rest of the movie is not like that at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, moment of appreciation for Jake Gyllenhaal. Like that guy.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: He, first thing I saw him in was Prince of Persia. He he does <laughs> he has much better to offer. I saw something on Twitter where it was a side-by-side of Jake Hall pictures, and it said Jake Hall at the beginning of the decade, and it showed Prince of Persia, and it said Jake Hall at the end of the decade, and it showed him in John Mulaney's special as uh, Mr. Music. In the kids'
0: show. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm looking at which, the VFX breakdown for Enemy.
1: Which, dare I say, might be Jake Gyllenhaal's best performance as Mr. Music. He was also in Jarhead, the one that I'd seen recently. The Sam Mendes movie. Um Daniel and I watched that over FaceTime um, and I told him while we were watching it, I was like, man, Sam, Sam Raimi has, no, not Sam Raimi. Sorry. Sam Mendez. Um, Yeah. Too many Sams. Uh, Sam Mendez has range as far as war movies go because this was not at all like 1917.
0: I just, I don't enjoy war movies.
1: I don't know, I'd say to give this one a try, but it's like very um, strange, the style of movie it is, because it's sort of a comedy, but in a depressing way, where all of the like jokes that they're making the whole time are just like kind of awful, and very clearly to distract themselves from how miserable they are being out in the middle of the desert and uh, Operation Desert Storm
0: yeah I put it on my list because I saw that both of y'all watched it and I was like well yeah maybe watch it if you want so then instead I went and watched The Big Lebowski
1: I mean I I might have done that too (laughs) if I hadn't been watching it with Daniel I probably wouldn't have watched it they're just like, oh, this might be good. Sam Mendes is a good director. They're like, okay, you're right. He is. I'll watch it.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um. What have I been doing? Oh, gosh. This whole thing has just made me more boring because I've got nothing going on in my life. I'm like, I tell people, oh, we should FaceTime. I'm like, I don't have anything to talk about. You have to carry this entire conversation. Just talk at me. I'll be here soaking up social interaction and not contributing.
0: That's always what I've done, though, in social situations is just let everyone else do all the talking. So I don't... I'm kind of at a loss now that everyone around me is done talking.
1: Really? It's a bad situation for a podcast. We're just like, we'll let the other guy talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I keep doing that. I keep bumping my watch list instead of my profile.
1: I've been thinking a lot about how bad the speed racer movie is. And how I want to make a better version of that movie. <laughs> and I, oh, because Speed Racer is great. The whole running joke that we had about Speed Racer for a little bit—that I've really forced.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That was—I like legitimately—that was one of my favorite shows growing up, and I would love to like make a Speed Racer movie. The only thing that would stay the same as the one that has already been made is John Goodman would definitely play Pop's racer, because that's perfect casting.
0: So you're really gonna throw the Wachowski sisters under the bus and be like, they failed that that franchise.
1: Definitely, that was not good. <laughs> they tried to like make it weird and modern, which like completely gets rid of the charm of Speed Racer. Just like how incredibly retro it is, you know? Yeah. And ha- which they were like, oh, this car has like all these cool gadgets and stuff. So what if we made it like futuristic? Like, like, no, that's not the point. It's that it has all these cool gadgets and it's so far ahead of everything else that's around it. So if everyone has the gadgets that the Mach five has, then it's not cool anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was kind of joking because the Matrix sucks, and that's like the only other thing they're known for. So,
1: oh, the all the race sequences in that movie were so boring too, because like they do these like long, extended shots of the faces of the person driving, but like disconnected from the actual action of it, and it was just really bad CGI cars and weapons and stuff where they were like, we're just going to make everything just super over the top in a way that it doesn't need to be. And then the racing took up like way too much of the story. And like the things that were going on in that were like corporate corruption and racing. And that was all that was happening. And then this one dude who's like, oh, I've rigged, all of the races, I know who's gonna win the Grand Prix, and then Speed Racer's like, "But I'm gonna win it, even though you don't want me to," and that was the whole thing. And I was like, "This is so much more boring than the TV show, where people were getting kidnapped. They like found a bunch of Egyptians out in the middle of the desert, and they had to race them to like free um, Trixie from the the Egyptians. They were actually like ancient Egyptians."
2: Okay. and he was
1: racing them in a car what? There, was like a, there was like a clock and he had to like get something from the top of a pyramid and then like go back in time and before the hourglass ran out it was a whole thing. I... there was a dude there was a dude who hated horse I mean who hated cars because his son had been killed in a car accident so then he was just out to destroy all the cars that he could. And he, like, would ride around on a horse with a cane and start whacking cars. What? It, this show is so good. It's like...
2: <laughs>
0: Bro, you're seriously going to sit here and tell me there was a dude running around on a horse hitting cars with a cane and then say, this show was so good?
1: That was one of the worst, that was, like, a weak episode, but I remember it because I was like, that kid, that dude's kid died? And I was like, I haven't learned to address this and children's shows yet and then like Mr. Rogers came along and he's like people die sometimes I've got a puppet
0: I mean (laughs) Mr. Rogers came along before Speed Racer but Before Speed Racer?
1: I'm not sure about that
0: When was Speed Racer?
1: It was like old I think it was like the 50s Okay
0: 67
1: when Speed Racer the show came out?
0: Yeah. Oh okay. Okay. Technically it predates Mr. Rogers by one year.
1: Thank you. I mean, they were going on at the same time in my life, like really. I was watching <laughs> them both. <but> like
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's fair.
1: Also he would like hire people to like break into Pops Racers shop. They never explained why Spritel had a pet monkey. They weren't rich. They just had a pet monkey.
0: I mean, you could have a pet monkey and not be rich. You just might not be taking care of it very well.
1: No, it just seems like a, something that you should explain, though. Like, why do you have a monkey? But they just—they're always like, "Oh, Spritel, you and Chim Chim," and then Chim Chim's like, <laughs> I,
0: "You know, monkeys cool." Why does the why does the man in the yellow hat have curious george?
1: Well, that's all explained.
0: I well, sure. <laughs> I I oh, guess that's something
1: else that I really love. The Curious George movie? Great movie. Do you like the Curious George movie, John?
0: I don't I can't remember if I've seen the Curious George movie. Or if I just seen the show.
1: No, the show's not nearly as good.
0: I know For I've seen the reasons, show.
1: And I'll explain it. A David Cross is in it and he does a great job. He's like the bad guy. Who's just like a super bratty like brother who is just super whiny about not getting enough attention and that's like why he's the bad guy? And also the Jack Johnson soundtrack is amazing.
0: We've discussed the soundtrack before. Yeah. That I know. I believe on the same episode we talked about Speed Racer before. We talked about the Curious George soundtrack.
1: I I get in like a loop with
0: just (laughs) things that I
1: loved as a childhood. As a childhood? As a child.
0: Things that you loved as a childhood. When David was a childhood.
1: Also, best Disney song, hands down. Uh, I want to be like you from The Jungle Book. Best one.
0: I mean, sure. I can't tell you what my favorite Disney song growing up was. Because wow. it, it was canceled.
1: Oh. Was it um, Zippity Doodah?
0: No, no, no. Zippity Doodah was good. It's The Jim Crows from Dumbo. Like, oh. now that I'm older, I understand why that's problematic, but the song itself in my memory isn't problematic, and I loved it growing up, so.
1: That's how I feel about Song of the South. There were some good songs in Song of the South, hence the name. Um, like, Laughing Place was a bop, and Zippity Doodah was a straight banger. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah I feel I feel very awkward about how much I loved Dumbo growing up but I sincerely did not know you know like I just <laughs> yeah. did not I was not aware
1: We had like this VHS that was like a collection of Disney songs um and I I'd, I'd seen Song of the South but then we had this VHS like separately that was um just, like, a bunch of them, yeah. and it had a few songs on on there from that. So, so then I just watched that a bunch, and I was like, oh, these are good songs. And then I'd, like, kind of forgotten what the movie was about. I just remember, like, the animated portions where it had Bray Rabbit, which those were the appropriate parts. The rest of it was not, like, good messages.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I never saw a Song of the South. That's not something... I have any recollection of.
1: See, we just had like a bunch of things around my house, like, like we'd get stuff from garage sales, and I feel like my parents would only like kind of pay attention. Like they'd glance at the cover and be like, "Oh, it's animated. That's fine," for the most part. Um, If it was like Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or something, they'd be like, "Well, we don't want him becoming a Satanist," but.
0: Yeah, it's um, very it's very weird talking with with I, I don't know. There's like th- three groups of people. There's like the the people raised Christian, the people raised homeschooled, and the people raised Christian homeschooled.
2: Uh-huh. And
0: it's very weird talking to people who aren't from any of those groups, and having them be like, yeah. "Wait, your parents did what?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, yeah, my parents didn't let me watch Beethoven because there was a bad guy like duh. <laughs> the B movie was bad because he said B Jesus at one point.
1: <laughs> there were some things that like looking back I'm like yeah that was actually like super weird, but at the time like it seemed this is how people are raised. (laughs) Um, We would um, be able to watch, like, one – no, two episodes of PBS shows every day. Like, that was what we were allowed. So, like, we'd have to choose which ones we wanted, though. So, like, some of my siblings would be in one room watching Zoom, and I'd be like, no, I've got to wait. Because I can't watch Zoom if I'm gonna watch Zaboomafoo or something else. Well Zoom came on after Zaboomafo, so that wasn't yeah, a good example. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I I watched Zoom, Zaboomafoo, and like George Shrinks, and that's like basically it. George Shrinks.
1: I've wondered a lot about that actually since I remembered him. Yeah. I've been wondering about like was he always so small? Or did he actually shrink? Was he born small?
0: Uh, oh, gee. I don't remember if, if so. there's an episode about that, but I do remember the first time he gets the supercar. So.
1: I mean, like, if he was born small, that might have been the easiest childbirth ever.
0: <laughs> like, she didn't even
1: notice that. Water breaks and he just slips right on out.
0: Okay, so now I'm going to Google, was George shrinks? born small it's the first option for was george shrinks
1: and then it begs the question and if so why (laughs) he has normal-sized siblings at least one does he have more than one sibling
0: no he has a very close friend
1: oh wait he's the only one
0: he has a little brother who's a baby who's a normal-sized baby
1: yeah i do remember that And then his friend Sarah? Is her name Sarah? I feel like her name was Sarah, so I'm going to call her that. The only other name I could think of was Emily Elizabeth, and I know that's not it because that was Clifford.
0: That's Clifford, yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, all the characters on Clifford sucked. T-Bone and whatever that poodle was named, that stuck-up poodle, she was the worst.
0: This does not have an answer.
1: I feel like there wouldn't be a conclusive answer. The George Shrinks the wiki George...
0: does not have an answer.
1: The George Shrinks wiki?
0: It's it's just the the family basically.
1: In <laughs> the George Shrinks canon, we don't know about his birth.
0: I'm very I'm confused by the first sentence on this wiki. It does not make sense to me. This is the sentence George Shrinks, voiced by Tracy Moore, is the titular protagonist of the series Born Tiny Doll Side.
1: It says born tiny.
0: Born tiny doll side.
1: I think it meant meant to say sized. Born tiny doll sized.
0: Okay, but that sentence doesn't make sense. He's the titular protagonist of the series Born Tiny doll sized that's not the name of the series
1: no i think they just put the the punctuation in a weird place like um you, you already know they're talking about george shrinks so they say ah george shrinks was the titular character of george shrinks is implied he was born tiny doll size it just must not have put their commas in the right places.
0: They, yeah, they definitely did not. But that does appear to be the case that he was born small.
1: I really wonder why. Is there like a history of that in his family? Was his grandfather also tiny? <laughs> and that begs some questions too. How is he passing on genes? I, that just, size?
0: I just really like that they, like the two biggest shows of my childhood are one's about a giant dog and the other one's about a tiny human. Oh, George Shrinks
1: Clifford crossover.
0: With Flat with Stanley.
1: Even... I, don't, I don't care about him.
0: You don't care about Flat Stanley?
1: Ugh. No, but like, George Shrinks hanging out with Clifford, that would be wild. Because Clifford probably couldn't even see George Shrinks, he's so small.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, that was a weird show. It was.
1: It was kind of like there was Someone watched Stuart Little And they're like What if it was just a kid What
2: if it wasn't a mouse
0: Yeah Yeah Oh Stuart Little man uh, What a weird You ever think
1: about ever think about Stuart Little And the He's in the orphanage With all the kids And then the family comes in And they choose a mouse over you Like Yeah you suck pretty bad, we want a mouse rather than have you in our family,
0: but that's not even that's not even how the book is written in I like read the in book. the book he's just he's he's born to a human family oh he is yeah,
1: oh that's like red strings all <laughs> over again, but it raises even more
0: questions, yeah at least i I'm pretty certain um um. Uh. <laughs> Oh, man.
1: I didn't read Stuart Little, though. My my family, we were uh, uh, the mouse and the motorcycle family with uh, Ralph S. Mouse on a motorcycle. I actually, my favorite stuffed animal was named Ralph because of Ralph S. Mouse.
0: Those Those were good books. Those were decent movies for kids, too. I don't know if you saw the movies based on that.
1: Was there a mouse in the motorcycle movie?
0: Yeah, there's like a series actually.
1: I might watch that now actually.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it holds up, but as a kid, I loved it.
1: We also watched The Borrowers a lot. We had that. Which, looking back, there are so many like well-known actors in that that movie, The Borrowers. Um. Jim Broadbent plays the dad in that and then like only recently did i put my finger on like what i recognized him from i was like oh from uh hot fuzz he's the greater guy.
0: yeah yeah i never saw that
1: um also the guy who would go on to play draco and harry potter
0: yeah tom felton
1: yeah, he's like one of the kids in that. Um, there are a bunch of people in it. I find and it the,
0: really odd that you haven't mentioned John Goodman.
1: Well, no, I was. John Goodman's the obvious one. Okay. I've always known that John Goodman was in that movie.
0: Okay, I've never seen this oh. movie, so
1: these are like the ones that I've realized recently. Um, yeah, that movie. With something. <laughs> um, there's this whole sequence where all of the borrowers are in this storage room at a like, public office and then they just attack John Goodman and they tie him up and they like have an elevator that raises them up to John Goodman's eye level that they can talk to him and then they, they just <laughs> yell at him. You've been seen, Bean. <laughs> and just leave him there. A broken man. <laughs> what? <laughs> what well, they call the the human beings. They call them beans. Because the borrowers misheard it. They call them human beings. Um, but, like, the borrowers, they try really hard not to be seen. But then, like, this guy, he's like messing up their life. So they just take him down. They're like, you've been seen being, and it's said by Jim Broadbent. So it's like really good too.
0: <laughs> That's so random and weird. Um, but feels very, it doesn't, it does not feel out of place for the types of things that I remember from my childhood. So I believe Also,
1: there's like, a, there's like a weird race subtext with that movie um where like the borrowers who live indoors don't associate with with the ones who live outdoors they talk to each other and they're like so are you an idiot an any or an outie and they don't mean like their belly buttons they're like am i are we from like the same social class
0: so i'm realizing this is making me think of the minish from the legend of zelda game the minish cap I haven't played it. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's the only Zelda game that I've like completed. It was a Game Boy Advance game, but.
1: I do not get the reference, John. You've devailed this conversation. (sighs) I'm sorry. See, what happens (laughs) if, if I make a reference you don't get, I just explain it at length where it's like, this is so boring, but you need to understand. But if you make one, it's just like, all right.
0: I mean, I don't. There's not much to explain. It was a game. Like they didn't have like a lot of lore. I didn't. There's not really much to say about them. They're just l- little beings that live in tiny spaces around the map.
1: I feel like Zelda has a lot of lore, though, as far as games go.
0: I'm sure that one was that one was a you know a Game Boy game. So it was mostly just like it was mostly like a seek and find game. What did you find? It's been a very long time, man. I don't remember. Yeah. That game That game is from like before Game Boys had color, probably.
1: I remember those. Um, not like I had one, but like the people that were like a little bit older than me had them. And I was like, those are really cool. I want one of those. But then like later I realized those weren't actually that cool. Like Game Boys were not good. Like.
0: Okay, anyway, never mind. It's it's it was from two thousand four, so it was it was within my uh, Game Boy career because the Game Boy Color came out the year I was born. So
1: oh, okay, let's see what other weird movies did I watch as a kid. Um, Shannon Doa, we watch that a lot.
0: I don't... It's... Shenandoah?
1: It's a a western that takes place during the Civil War um, and really the only thing going for it was that it has the, the song Shenandoah in it which is a great song. Um, really all I remember is that there's this one guy who's like gotten stuck in the war like he doesn't want to be there um, but he has been like taken to a prison camp and stuff. And then he's escaped and he's in the middle of this battle. And then some soldiers are like, here, you can eat with us. And he's like, oh, cool. And he's like, what am I eating? And they're like, it's horse. <laughs> I was like, whoa, they're eating a horse? Um.
0: It has James Stewart as in Jimmy Stewart as in
1: mm-hmm.
0: the Jimmy yeah. Stewart.
1: He's in it. Oh, also there's this one like really brutal scene where they massacre an an entire family at their home. Just like a bunch of soldiers come and kill them all and like one of them's pregnant. It was like – that scene messed me up as a kid. I was like, whoa. I probably – I shouldn't have seen this. It was swords too. It wasn't like guns. They just like stabbed them. It was
0: a – So – I mean, since Jimmy Stewart is the Ben Stiller of the age before, does it have the one scene where he explains the point of the movie?
1: I don't remember that, John. I only remember the traumatic parts of that movie. (laughs) Um, Charlotte's Web, we, we had that. Charlotte's Web... Not a good movie. This is the animated one, by the way.
0: Okay, I was I was gonna ask you which one. You don't like yeah, the, the animated one... one? I mean, to no. be fair, I haven't seen it since I was like eight years old. But
1: the best, best part of that movie when Templeton runs around the circus is. Yes. Oh, singing about fair is a
0: wonderful smuggish board bogus board. Yeah. After the lights go down, yes, it's a great song, and I know it. I know it. I always liked the goose. I made
1: it. A... No. I was like, oh, well, you quit saying everything twice. It's annoying. Double E, double
0: R, double O, double E.
1: I was just like, I've got things to do. I've got a busy life. I'm five. <laughs>
2: like,
1: <laughs> I made a Benji reference the other day and someone didn't get it. Like, you don't know who Benji is? And I was like, you know,
0: this I ha- dog, like. I haven't thought of Benji in forever.
1: That movie was weird.
0: weren't there multiple? Mostly
1: because they have what?
0: Weren't there multiple Benji movies?
1: Well, I'm only thinking of the original Benji. Okay. Um, mostly what's weird about that movie is that they have like extended sequences building a romantic relationship between two dogs that don't talk.
0: And, like that was a thing, the though. That was a thing. I don't like. Have you ever seen Milo and Otis? No. Okay, Milo and Otis is an entire movie about a dog and a cat that are friends and then get separated and then come back together and are friends. And they they do talk, but not like, really, it's like they think and you can hear them, but like it's like a full-on movie of just real animals.
1: I hated that. Those movies where, like, like, animals, you'd hear their thoughts. Like, Thomasina,
0: ah. Oh. oh, like Journey Aiden. Home and Long Journey and the, 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 uh, there were three of them. There was, like, Journey Home, uh, The Unexpected Journey, and, uh.
1: That's what they call it when someone surprises you by playing Don't Stop Believin'. <laughs> like, that's The Unexpected Journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of movies like that that were just really... I don't know, there was a fad. Also, like, dog movies where, like, the dog saves the kids. (laughs) Yeah, well I I talked about Beethoven earlier. Beethoven.
1: Yeah, Beethoven sucked. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Really, I've just realized that I don't like animal movies.
0: Yeah, they suck.
1: They're not... Like, what's the point? I mean, like, I understand that people love their pets but then watching a movie about how other people love their pets is so dumb to me it's just like why is this why does this emotionally affect you
0: but also if you're going to do it don't use CGI animals it looks so bad Harrison Ford it looks so bad
1: (laughs) it's better than Thomasina I will say where You're hearing her weird thoughts about like Egyptian mythology and stuff, where she's like, We were worshipped in Egypt.
0: I I don't think I've seen that one. (laughs)
1: It's so terrible. Basically, this cat dies and then she comes back to life after this trippy sequence of like her going to the Egyptian afterlife and seeing the cat goddess Bast and then she comes back and like can't remember her past life. She's been reincarnate, and then everyone like recognizes her, and she's like, "I don't remember." (laughs) It's
0: not good. It sounds really stupid.
1: My mom and sister would watch this movie, and I would, I would get up and leave. I'd be like, "This is so dumb."
0: See, that's the kind of my mother would never let any of us watch that because it, you know, there's an Egyptian god in it. Yeah. That's probably why I didn't know it existed.
1: Also, one of the main characters is thought to be a witch for a long time. She's not, but she's thought to be one. And there was an extended sequence of a gypsy circus with like a bear fight. (laughs)
0: Um, There's a lot of things that don't age well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they fully like lean into the stereotype of like gypsies stealing your children. They're like, this guy's drunk and he might, he might <laughs> kidnap them.
0: Everything did.
1: <laughs> I watched Ben-Hur a lot. I oh, I did ben too. Hur.
0: I, I thought Ben-Hur was R rated and then I realized it was not. And that's why I was allowed to watch it.
1: Oh, that scene where they were on the the boat and they, they got the hammers going on the drums And it was like battle speed. I just, that would get me so pumped when I was a kid. I was like, yes, ramming speed. speed."
0: It's been a long time since I've seen Ben-Hur. So I I probably shouldn't say what I'm thinking because I don't know how problematic that is.
1: Go for it. No one listens to this, John.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think Ben-Hur was like, like a, a slight gay awakening (laughs) because there's a lot of hot men in that movie.
1: It is true that Charlton Heston is just going around with his guns out the whole time.
0: It's yeah. Like I said, I don't remember very much about it. It's been a very long time, but like I do remember that there's hot men in it.
1: I remember after having seen that movie, I was like, oh, that was a great movie. And then, like, later I was talking to my papa about it. I was like, like, la- the next time I saw him, and he was like, oh, that is a really good movie. And he was just, like, talking to me about it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Because it was, like, probably the first time that, like, we'd had, like, a shared interest because I was a little kid and this was my grandfather. So, like, I was like, oh, this is really neat. And then he was like, you know, and that chariot scene at the end... When they were filming that, one of the guys fell off and he legitimately died. And they kept it in the movie. I was like, why did you tell me that? (laughs) Like, I don't want to know that. I'm a little kid. Like, I watch all of this and I'm like, these aren't real people. I don't think about it. I don't think about them making it and the consequences that that have on people's life.
0: Yeah, that's actually not true, though.
1: Oh, it isn't.
0: No, it's false.
1: I believe that to this day.
0: Yeah, I did too. And then I uh, was having a conversation about it, like when they when they did the remake of Ben Hur, I was talking with my brother in law about it, and he mentioned that fact, and I was like, "That can't be true, though." And then mm-hmm. I looked it up, and it's not.
1: I wonder how that rumor spreads. Were they just like trying to spread hype for it? They were like. This movie is so hardcore, we've got a real person dying in it. And everyone's like, wow, I guess we have to watch it now. Otherwise, it would be disrespectful to this memory.
0: I mean, there is kind of an unspoken rule for a lot of stuntmen that if they get hurt doing a stunt and it's good enough to go in the film, then you use that one. Like... Hmm. Like, I know, like, a lot of stuntmen have, like, a, especially people who do movies not, like, with Union or whatever that are just, like, doing their own thing. They have, like, a, if you get hurt, you use that take. Yeah. Because it's, like, they did it. They were willing to do it. So let's honor the fact that they actually did it and used yeah, the take. Yeah,
1: it's be the most realistic one because it actually happened.
0: Yeah, like, um, oh, what is that? What is that movie with the that the Lonely Island guys did? There's a biker that like jumps a ramp and hits a truck.
2: Oh,
1: I know what you're talking about.
0: That, that actually happened, and that guy like broke his collarbone and was rushed to the emergency room right after, but they used that take.
1: See, I used to think that like breaking your collarbone was like super serious, but then like, I had a friend who was at summer camp with me, and he broke his collarbone while he was there, but then for, like, we didn't know that at first, but then for, like, a few days, like, he would walk around, He's be like, oh, like, my, it's just, like, really, like, messed up, like, right here. It hurts real bad. And this went on for days before, like, we realized that he'd broken his collarbone. So I'm like, is it that bad? Because he was, like, doing stuff. Yeah for quite a while. I don't know. Maybe he's just like ridiculously has a ridiculously high pain tolerance.
0: I think, I think it's probably different also like how badly you break it. Cause like yeah. if you shatter it, like that's gotta be way more painful than just like snapping it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Watch The Sound of
1: Music a lot.
0: Yeah. Actually, probably the movie I watched the most growing up was Anne of Green Gables.
1: We had that. But I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to watch this. This is boring. And it was.
0: I Very like Anne of Green fun. Gables. <laughs> like, I'm to okay this day.
1: Problems. She's like, my hair is green. I'm like, just get over it. Like... <laughs> Who cares? And then she's like, I got my friend drunk. I'm so sorry. I'm like, who cares? Like,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I still like it. I think it has some of the, the best lines.
1: Such Just,
0: as? Well, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I still quote things like five pounds of brown sugar
1: also I remember the scene where she um, walks across the the ridgepole of the roof I was like she's so stupid I hope she dies like I hope she falls off <laughs> like she's like she shouldn't be doing that she's so dumb <laughs> yeah
0: yeah a lot of things I watched growing up were actually like TV series that we had on VHS
1: yeah because we had like the the double VHS of Anne of Green Gables. And then there were like three different double VHSs.
0: Yeah. Because there's Anne of Green Gables, Anne of Avonlea and uh, there's a third one. It's
1: like the one where she comes back and she's like a nurse in a war or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that one's what that one's called, but
1: I'd always like, Oh, that's
0: return to Green Gables is what that's called.
1: I'd watch like the first half of these movies, then leave, like go play. then come back in like right at the end that's what would so i'd have like just a chunk missing
0: whenever we were sick growing up which now that i'm thinking about it was a lot kids must get sick a lot either that or my family was weirdly sick all the time but like whenever we were sick we would like watch anne of green gables and like christy i don't have you ever seen christy no that's I don't know Christie's a it's about um like a missionary in the mountains it's weird (laughs) it's quite weird and then and uh the Waltons have you ever seen the Waltons
1: I've seen some of the Waltons
0: like we watched uh, we watched the entire series of the Waltons just like back to back on VHS
1: There were a bunch of things that we'd watch specifically at our friend's house because for a long time, like, when my sister uh, was born with, like, birth defects and stuff, my parents would have to go to Dallas a lot, so then we'd just stay with our friends, and then there was, like, a whole different set of things that we'd watch over there, um, like, all the Herbie movies, we watched The Apple Dumpling Gang, Pete's Dragon, um it was, it was nice because it was like, oh, we don't have these ones at home. Yeah. <laughs> that was really... I really appreciated that about, like, growing up when I did, that, like, you had to own it to, like, watch it. Because, like, I think you formed, like, a deeper connection to, like, the movies. Because you'd be like, okay. I have this one. This is, like, the one that I, like, own and relate to because I watching I, so much
0: I rewatched movies so much. Yeah. Absolutely. I Whereas definitely
1: now I feel like the kids that are growing up with like streaming services, they're not gonna have like that same relationship to movies. It's just like oh, I saw that once.
0: It was on Netflix. I don't know. I mean my nephews watch a lot of T V and they always want to watch the stuff they've already seen. I think it's a kid thing to be to like the thing you like and just want to see it over and over and over again. Just like kids like playing the same game over and over again. Like it's just, if it's fun, then why not do it again?
1: Yeah, kids are stupid.
0: So dumb. It's yeah, no, I was stupid. I, I know every line in the cars movie almost like if not, like I couldn't say it to you now, but like if you put the DVD in, I could like quote the whole movie.
1: I remember when cars came out because we had actually had trouble with our like van and broke down by the side of the road and then I was talking to the guy who like brought the tow truck and he was telling me that he'd gone to go see cars with like his uh with his daughter and it was like it was the funniest movie. And, I was, and then I just nagged my parents incessantly. He said I was, like he said it was the funniest movie. I have to go see it. Like the tow truck driver said, so I have
0: to. Someone, someone was like, I told someone that I could quote cars and they were like, oh yeah, how does it start? And I, it took me like five <laughs> seconds and I was like, I know exactly how it starts. How it
1: starts is like the easiest part. Yeah. Speed, I, am I am
0: speed. speed. <laughs> meow. meow, meow. <laughs> One winner. winner. Four hundred and ninety-nine losers. <laughs> meow, 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 meow.
1: And then it's got that Cheryl Crow song plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Hey Lightning, you ready? Oh yeah. Damn. I,
1: love, I loved that Cheryl Crow song when I was little. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't see that movie in theaters because it came out the same year as Over the Hedge, and like my parents were <laughs> like, "We we saw Over the Hedge. We don't want to go see Cars now. We already saw one movie for the year."
1: I saw Over the Hedge in like a dentist office in the waiting room. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I missed the beginning. Not sure what's happening, but boy, is this funny! Slapstick it's, comedy.
0: Over the Hedge is like one of the first three or four movies I saw in theaters and so it has a special place in my heart because I just I don't know I love it so much
1: I've been told by my parents that the first movie I saw in theaters was um the Lord of the Rings the Fellowship of the Ring because even though I was like a baby I wasn't even one yet they like couldn't get a babysitter so they brought me when they went to go see it <laughs> so, like that yeah, was the first movie theater you're in
0: One of my nephews, the first movie they ever went to was Split.
1: Oh, that's not a a child-friendly movie.
0: They were too young to remember anything. They were less than a year old.
1: Okay. I was just thinking, imagine if you were like three and you (laughs) saw James McAvoy hunched over in a corner eating someone's guts. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I thought I was messed up by the movies I saw. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Just
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> oh the prince of egypt that one
0: oh yeah banger that man.
1: movie the way it starts is just so intense with them in slavery and they're just like singing their hearts out and just, the the ending of that first number is just like whoa uh <sighs> I remember being jump scared by when they lay the brick that starts yeah, that song.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I jump scare so easily that I find movies that don't have jump scares, like horror movies that don't have jump scares to be not scary. Like, were,
1: were you scared at all by Midsummer?
0: No, yeah. I, it was disturbing. I wasn't scared.
2: Yeah. Like,
0: I saw it, the first one, and I was like, this movie isn't scary. And then I saw the second one, and I was like, this movie is objectively less scary, but there were two jump scares, and they they hit me, so.
1: (laughs) I still haven't seen either of them.
0: They're okay. I've
1: heard the first one was, like, super hyped, and then the second one, people were like, Bill Hader was good. And I was like, so the rest of it wasn't?
0: I mean, yeah, it was okay. I, I would say they're Stephen King and, uh, I, I only know a few people who really, really love Stephen King. Um, but they're the exception, not the rule. Stephen King makes subpar books. That's why he's so prolific. He just writes things and releases them like they're okay. Really?
1: Which is, I feel like, why Shawshank Redemption was like, this is fine, but some people love it. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Also, I was talking with my dad about him the other day, and my dad was like, "Yeah, he also wrote uh, Stand by Me." I was like, "I didn't realize Stand by Me was a Stephen King thing."
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: There's so many movies based off of what he writes.
0: He like, is I don't the think any- he is the most adapted writer.
1: I mean it makes sense. Like there's,
0: there's also so multiple many. multiple versions of almost everything that's been adapted.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. Imagine having even written that many books that could be adapted, and then has still having so many more that aren't.
0: Yeah. 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 He he has let's see, like The Mist has mm-hmm. the movie by M Night Shyamalan. Hello, John from the future here, just to say, I'm not exactly sure why I thought uh, The Mist was an M. Night Shyamalan movie, but uh, it is definitely not. It is a Frank Darabont film. I believe I was confusing it with The Village. I just wanted to make that correction because I listened to uh, this during editing and heard myself say that and was like, well, why are you an idiot? Uh, So there's that correction. I say a lot of stupid stuff in this episode, but this will be the only correction and then it also has a show on Netflix now. Uh it I had a show. Yeah. In the 80s and then it had the movies. Um The Shining had the movie, but then he didn't like the movie, so he made a show that's objectively worse.
1: Then there was Doctor Sleep based off the sequel.
0: Yeah. And then there's all the things you didn't realize were based on Stephen King novels.
1: Well, I mean, you like you left out other things like Scream and Pet Cemetery, and Dark Tower.
0: Yeah, Dark Tower Hilarious and Aladdin. Pet Cemetery both have multiple ad- adaptations. There's just so many things. It's like I don't understand what? how you could make a quality product <laughs> with all of those different. I
1: wonder. I really wonder if he was like artistically fulfilled by it too, just like. I've just got to keep writing. This is, like, my drug, you know?
0: Yeah. I kind of feel like Stephen King is, is to books, what M. Night Shyamalan is to movies. He just makes a bunch of them.
2: M.
1: Night Shyamalan hasn't made that many. He's made, like, a bunch, but he's had, like, a long career. But I feel like he has, like...
0: Like They made one good one, and everyone was like, yeah, keep going. I'd love to see where you go. And then they were like, okay, cool. Here's some shit.
1: Hang on. Thank you very much. M. Night Shyamalan made two good movies. The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable was very good.
0: I haven't seen Unbreakable, but like... fine.
1: Unbreakable is a good movie. (laughs) Although, some people like Signs, I don't get that. And I feel like The Village is probably the most divisive of his movies. Because people either love it or hate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking at the books Stephen King has written. And I'm I'm realizing all the ones I've left out, like Carrie.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, you know what I feel like would be a more fair comparison saying that Stephen King is to books what Steven Spielberg is to movies?
0: Well, but Steven Steven Spielberg's actually decent most of the time.
1: Steven Spielberg is, like, generally very good, but he has some duds in there, too. But I'm saying, like, he's just, like, very prolific and, like, people just adore him, you know? And he has like that sort of cultural thing around him. Everything that he's like made has like such um, like iconography. You know what I mean? Just like where that, where if you see something that's like Stephen has a Stephen King feel, like you can instantly like place it, like oh, this feels like a Stephen King movie. The same for Steven Spielberg, where his that, movies. That's
0: fair. Because Stephen Stephen King has written according to Google, at least 97 books. And Steven Spielberg has made at least 132 movies.
1: That's insane.
0: So I guess that's fair.
1: I want to watch his first one, uh, Duel. The one that was like a made-for-TV movie and then like got super popular so then he had a career. Yeah. Because I've heard it's very good. Because it's just really weird. That it's like this dude and eighteen wheel are following this guy for a really long time and it just gets super tense. That's a cool idea. Like
0: Yeah. It could be interesting. I don't know. I I didn't I'm not huge into Steven Spielberg, to be completely honest.
1: Um I'm trying to think, like, what his best movie would be, in my opinion. Maybe the second Indiana Jones. I mean, not the second, the third.
0: Okay, I was about to say. How dare (laughs) you? No, yeah, the third one's probably my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies, so.
1: The fourth one is definitely his worst movie.
0: Did he even make that? He did. Oh. That was him. It sucked. That was Steve. Stevie. Okay, here's the question. He didn't direct this movie. Oh, he did direct Lincoln. Yeah. Did not um, realize that.
1: Whoa, he's an actor in 104 films? I can't think of... What? No, okay. It says here that Steven Spielberg directed 47 movies.
0: I was Googling. I wasn't on uh Letterboxd. Okay.
1: So, yeah, it's Jurassic Park, Jaws. Um, it was
0: probably, it was yeah, it was pulling his producer credits from 132 films.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Oh, Catch Me If You Can might be one of my favorites of his. That was a good movie.
0: I have not seen it. I know it's one of those ones that everyone's like, either like it's, it's amazing and you have to watch it or like, eh, don't bother. So I, it's just on my list for some point.
1: No, I'm not one of those people. It was just like enjoyable. Um, looking back, I actually really did like Ready Player One.
0: I enjoyed it. I saw it twice. I did too. I think it had a lot of flaws looking back that I didn't see when I first saw it, but I did enjoy it.
1: Um... Something that I was thinking about because I watched Avengers Endgame um, quite recently is that Avengers Endgame is actually quite similar in the way that it relies so much yes. on you knowing other things. So then it's like, oh, look, you have to like it because you like get it, that
0: thing. Yeah, yeah just in case you haven't seen Avengers Endgame for any reason uh and you care about it spoilers i guess so yeah when and, i when i saw Endgame i was like oh look it's the thing
1: but i think i liked Ready Player One more because it wasn't so self congratulatory about it like Avengers Endgame was so painfully like, look at how great we are, because they knew it was going to be the biggest movie ever. They were like, they were just like, so just, ah, it frustrated me. I was like, they're so full of themselves. I hate this.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, Endgame was a slog for me, but it was, I found it funny at times in a way that other Marvel movies to me, it's like this humor is so boring. And at, and then other times during end game, I was like, Oh my gosh, fuck you. Just shut up already. But ready player one never made me feel that way. Like there were times in it where I was like, okay, that's a little cliche or like, ah, I can't handle how dumb this is, but like, it never made me want to just be like, fuck you. <laughs>
1: The first hour of Endgame was so boring. I was like, you should have just made a 2-hour movie. You had all these other movies setting it up. Why is this movie so long?
0: Well, in the parts of the parts of Endgame that I really liked were the parts that nobody cared about and like didn't get any like love. Like I really liked like that they introduced Smart Hulk like professor yeah. hulk who's a great character and then they were just kind of like yeah he exists i guess yeah <laughs> here, here have him eat a taco isn't that funny and i was like what what you're just going to introduce professor hulk and then be like i guess he's cool whatever
1: oh something that they teased in the trailer and then was just super lame in the movie was, was they're like oh hawkeye's ronin now I was like, "Oh, Ronan's cool." Yeah. And okay. then they just like didn't do anything with
0: it. That's the equivalent of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 being like, "He's going to fight Rhino" and then having it end the exact same way the trailer did. Yeah. And oh. It was like, "Come on now. Seriously? Like, oh yeah, he's Ronan for 5 seconds. You don't also, even see like- him do anything good. His his movement in those scenes is terrible. He doesn't his sword is wobbling. It's bad.
1: The whole thing uh, with <laughs> Hawkeye being like super upset about his family the whole time, I didn't care because I was like, does he care about his family?
0: There's never been a time where it felt like he cared about his family.
1: <laughs> He's gone all the time, it seems like, and he never mentions them. Like,
0: <laughs> Well, and like he, it had like the Avengers at his house in Age of Ultron and he was, yeah. it was just kind of like everyone was like, wait, you have a family. You have kids. What? Yeah. Since when? And then it was just like, Oh yeah. Some of us knew this, uh, but we didn't care. <laughs> like,
1: and then they tried to like have the whole thing where he's teaching his daughter how to use a bow. And it's like, Oh, because, because you know, Hawkeye's a girl later. So we're setting it up. And it's just like, I don't, This is so boring.
0: There was a lot of like, uh, get it? This person's going to be like, uh, replacing them.
1: (laughs) It's just like, uh... (laughs) I fell asleep the first time I tried to watch it on the plane. And then this time I was like, I might fall asleep again. Like it's so, (laughs) it takes so long to start doing anything. And then once it does, it's like, we're not going to stop for two hours And you're going to be exhausted by the time we're done with this.
0: I will say I didn't feel like it was three hours when I saw it in theaters, but I did fall asleep during the first act.
1: (laughs) It's impossible not to.
0: Well, the first act is so boring. The first act, I don't even remember anything about it, except for that it opens with a really dumb gay inclusion thing. And I was like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Oh, and that whole thing where Tony Stark talks to his dad For so long I'm like this is not good like (laughs) cut this this is what needs to be cut out in the editing room and it can be included in like the blu-ray extended like special features and you're like oh and then he could have talked to his dad for 10 minutes we missed out (laughs)
0: they didn't they didn't even follow their own time travel rules like they spent like 15 minutes trying to explain how time travel doesn't work the way it does in other movies and then they ignored it completely they just completely ignored it. Like at the end when captain America comes back and is like old, like it completely undid their like whole thing about how doing things in the past doesn't change your future because the timeline will, will be a different timeline. Like,
1: yeah, he, he shouldn't have showed up in that timeline ever again.
0: Yeah. He should have just been gone. If he, if they had wanted to have him like come like press a button and come back to the, like that time, and be like, oh. I'm staying and then like go back, they could have, but like he can't just show up there. He's not there.
1: Oh, we might should explore they were in this because I took this long to see it, so maybe there's someone else who has.
0: I'll stick one in. I thought about that okay. already.
1: Um, also, the whole thing with nebula, where nebula like goes to that time. I was like, didn't they like, why didn't she tell them that Thanos was out there? the same place at around this time yeah
0: i don't i don't why didn't she mention that they were looking for this exact stone that they're going to pick up
1: why does she like wife like why does she have like a bluetooth connection to the other version of herself do they have that set up in her technology in case there's another version of you you'll have a link
0: i don't think it was a link to her i think what it was is they were connecting to the same network automatically for like what runs her and then interfering with each other. That didn't have, I didn't have a problem with them being connected.
1: If she's connected to some network that Thanos has set up, then once she goes rogue, can't he just like turn her off? Like all the.
0: Yeah, no, that, that part doesn't make sense. But like, that's what they were saying. Yeah. The, the main thing that doesn't make sense is why she didn't just go back as soon as she recognized that they were there instead of like getting caught. Like, yeah, Hawkeye already went back, or whoever she was with. Who was she with? Was she with Rhodes?
1: Um,
0: or no. Falcon?
1: No, because Rhodey doesn't come back because he disintegrated and Oh, right, any uh, more Um,
0: who was she with?
1: Well, no, cause Black Widow and Hawkeye were yeah. together. She was with War Machine.
0: That's Rhodes. You got the
1: black guys confused.
0: War Machine is Rhodes. Oh, so she was, was with Falcon.
1: When you said Falcon, you said Rhodes or Falcon, and then I thought that you'd slipped up.
0: Oh no 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 yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Rhodey, Rhodes is yeah. War Machine. So she was with Falcon. Although that I don't. No, remember. she wasn't with Falcon. Falcon she was
1: disintegrate. Oh, okay, got gotcha. She was with War Machine. Okay. That's what
0: I was right. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't remember anything about what he did did he also, do anything
1: did war machine do anything
0: in that movie did he do anything that entire movie
1: no, no did falcon do
0: anything in the i like i remember he hit someone with a wing which was cool but like he does that every time he's on screen he,
1: he did hit someone with a wing <laughs> and then captain america gave him a shield
0: oh yeah that was cool at the end look The first MCU movie I ever saw was Winter Soldier. And I thought it was too violent because that was before I like got into actually watching real movies. I was like, it's so violent. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, the first one I saw was the first Captain America.
0: But like, okay, well, technically the first one I saw was the first Avengers movie, but I didn't see it all the way through because, because
1: he were
0: distracted by the violence no i i did the i was watching it on a laptop and it ran out of batteries um on a road trip with some friends so no but yeah no the the thing about that movie was that one thing that i pulled from it that i was like oh yeah that's a cool character as i really like falcon and would love to see more of him but like every movie it's just like here i am gonna smack some people with these wings and then uh, disappear for two hours (laughs) also
1: I thought it was oh something that bugged me was they bring back Gamora but it's not the one who died it's like this other one it's the Gamora
0: who lived
1: yeah so then Star-Lord sees her on the battlefield and he's like Gamora and he's so happy to see her because he's like deeply in love with her and I was like, ah, oh, my poor guy. Like, this isn't the person that he fell in love with. It's a different version of her. And then that moment was played for laughs. I'm like, that's so dumb. That's, like, just mishandling the characters that you've set up. She's like, oh, you mean I fell in love with this guy? Idiot. And then she, like, kicks him in the nuts. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are
0: you? I I don't even remember that scene because it obviously was not important.
1: It's just in the middle of the giant battle at the end. And that's all they do to address it. I'm like, that would like emotionally like mess him up.
0: There's literally everything that has ever happened to Peter Quill in the MCU should have messed him up.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like a cheap moment. Like, I was like, that could have been played so differently, and it would have been much more impactful.
0: I don't know. They did his character a lot of wrong in Infinity War, in general.
1: Well, and then in game, where like they see him at the planet where they get the Infinity Stone, and he's like dancing, and then War Machine's like, "Oh, so he's an idiot." And Nebula's like, "Yeah, he's an idiot." I'm just like, "What?" Like, <laughs> everyone likes this guy. Why is? all of his screen time in this movie devoted to just, like, tearing him down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the the charm of him is that he's, like, he's not an idiot. He just copes with the terrible life he has by being really happy-go-lucky all the time. Yeah. It, it makes his character really deep, and then everyone in those two movies is just, like, you dumb asshole and he's like yep that's me which I think is the problem with
1: like having these big crossover movies where they're the directors that direct the solo movies like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies James Gunn like understands the characters and what to do with them and then they're like okay so we'll let you borrow Star-Lord put him in your big movie right. and then the Russo brothers are like we don't care they just smash him against the ground and hand back to James Gunn it's like if they had a toy and they're just like, we're going to beat it up and hand it back to you.
0: Right. Like I, Oh, uh, I was look, I never cared about Thor. I never cared about Thor until Thor Ragnarok Ragnarok. and in Thor Ragnarok, he becomes the most powerful person in the entire MCU. Prove me wrong. He's the most powerful being in the entire MCU at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Uh And then they're just like, oh, um, we don't care.
1: Yeah. It was, they did Thor so wrong in this movie. Also because like, they made him just lame. And then they were like, okay, so for the whole time travel thing, we could have him go back to like, any point. Let's send him back Thor the Dark World the one that everyone hated let's right. just like leave him in that one
0: let's send him back to a film that looked like it was trying to be an art film and felt like it lasted four hours long <laughs> I, I was so surprised
1: oh, go ahead.
0: I have unfortunately seen that movie three times and I hated every second of all of the watches except for, like, for the Dark World yeah, the Dark World. There is, like, one good part, which is, like, when they actually team up and then Loki dies. Like, that's a decent portion of that movie. But, like, it's, like, five minutes long.
1: Oh, also, I appreciate that the ending to Thor the Dark World, where they're like, oh, you know, it'd be so cool if we made it, like, Loki was ruling Asgard, but, like, the skies. I really appreciate that Taika Waititi was just, like, no, that's stupid. I just <laughs> completely undid it.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think he had a better grasp of the character, though. Yeah. Like, he was just kind of like, I mean, he wouldn't really do no, that. No, I said he did that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Loki doesn't actually care about... See, because he, he doesn't care about power. He just likes causing chaos. Like. Yeah. Like, once he gets power, he's just like, I don't need it it's just fun to like chase it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those people where it's like, like he had to die and actually stay dead at some point, but like it's still like the MCU lost one, you know, like one of the few things that made people come back.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think really what they have going right now is I will see the next Thor movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I was
0: going to say Guardians. And
1: and, um, Spider-Man. Those are the ones that I'll keep watching. Other than that, I really don't care that much.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I was excited when they announced that they were finally making a Black Widow movie and then the trailer came out and I was like, oh my gosh, I could not care less about this freaking PG-13 Deadpool like, I will not go see your feminist PG-13 Deadpool. Like, I um, don't care.
1: Something that I found is at first, like when I first like, started watching Stranger Things, I was like, ah, oh, David Harbour is like great. He's like yeah. the best part of this. Yeah. And then everything he's been in,
0: I'm just Sucks.
1: like, why? Why?
0: Yeah, like, same. He needs to get
1: like a better agent or something because he's not in like, interesting things aside the, the problem
0: is that they keep casting him in roles that don't fit his comedy
2: yeah like
0: like he's comedic in stranger things but it's a very specific type of comedy and like in everything else i've seen in him like him in he's like a slapstick like i don't know over the top like cartoonish joke and it's it's not good it's not him at all like, he you needs know, to be semi-serious and semi-grounded to make sense.
1: To bring it back. He'd be really good in a Cohen Brothers movie.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a shame.
1: I don't, I'd watch that, yeah.
0: It's a real shame. I heard that they're not making movies anymore, but I don't know if that was confirmed or not.
1: No. Um, well, at least... Ethan may not be, but I know that Joel is making um, The Tragedy of Macbeth with um, Denzel Washington.
0: Oh, okay. Huh.
1: This is, like, the first one in, like, forever that he's making by himself. So.
0: We'll see. Yeah,
1: I think Joel has, like, traditionally done, like, more of the directing, and Ethan's done more of the writing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But... I don't know it'll be different but I'm interested to see it for sure it sounds really good Yeah. I was going to have I, like Francis McDormand in it and everything like
0: yeah I'll definitely yeah. watch it like
1: I think that was supposed to come out like this year or next year uh, it's probably delayed but, like,
0: everything was supposed to come out this year oh my gosh Oh,
1: this year was going to be the best year for movies
0: and the, I'm, I'm so sad I'm so sad we were going to get last night in Soho
1: We've done this. It, uh, there are more. There are more important issues going that, on. That's true. But in but in my privileged life, this is what I have to be upset about.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good stopping point. I guess it's kind of a downer, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good spot to hop off. All right. we, we should probably stick something in to be like, "Hey, go support, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff."
1: Um, what I'd posted, I think, is a really cool way of like, specifically, like George Floyd's family is what I'd found, like, because what I was thinking, especially, is that it must like suck to have like you're mourning a loved one, and then it's just like everywhere. Um, so the, a band that I really like beach bunny, um, they made a song called George Floyd and you can buy the song and then all the proceeds go to his family and it's on band camp. So, okay.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say look into, um, like, uh, legislation changes and stuff being proposed by groups like movement for black lives and stuff and see what you can do there. But. Okay. Yep. Okay, cool. I'll probably stick that at the beginning, but.
2: Alright.
1: This has been a very long episode, and if anyone has made it to the end, I'm surprised. We're not that interesting.
0: Thank you, if you have. If not, um, fuck you, because you'll never hear this anyway.
1: Yep. Unless you listen to it in parts, and then, like...
0: Still, thank you, though. You, you made it.
1: Well, I mean, it really took you a while. We don't extend the same love to People who aren't fully committed.
0: (laughs) That's fair. But like, you get like a partial love because you listen Uh, to a partial episode.
1: I'll give you a handshake. You won't get a pat on the back though.
2: (laughs) All right, bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)